Disclaimer. The views expressed in The Missed and Missing do not necessarily represent the views of the podcast host or the podcast. The coverage of this case and parties involved are from opinion and speculation. This is an ongoing investigation where no parties have been found guilty by law. The following episode contains adult material such as emotional distress, harsh language, violence. Viewer discretion is advised. Where's Robert Barron? It's been five years now since the 58-year-old forged businessman disappeared. Tonight we are focusing on the mysterious disappearance of a well-known Lackawanna County businessman. What happened to Robert Barron? No one has seen or heard from Robert Barron since 2017. It has been five years since a businessman vanished from his pizza shop in Old Forge. I just never thought that anybody would harm me my husband. Uh, it's worse now to me than it's been the day it happened. It just keeps getting worse as time goes on. As far as I'm concerned, our, all our lives are ruined. I mean, just him, you know, not being present. Nobody, nobody deserves this. And I Nothing was handled right from the start. There could have been so much more evidence found there if they handled it correctly. This is The Missed and Missing. I'm your host, Anonymous. This is episode Robert Barron, a Pennsylvania pizza mystery. Because the Shanquilla Robinson story is still ongoing, I needed to move on to a different story, the one of Robert Barron. It was the cold night of January 25th 2017, when Robert Barron dropped off his then 30-year-old son, Bobby Barron, to Bobby's apartment. Bobby was to be the last reported person to see his father that night, Robert Barron, at around 10 p.m. This was in Old Forge in Lackawanna County, Pennsylvania, a city of about 8,500. Old Forge is a small city with what looks like older buildings and architecture. It holds the nickname Pizza Capital of the World, with its established Italian cuisine. Of course, Old Forge's pizza will not be the center of our topic today, but it does come into play. Robert Barron was a father to three, husband and businessman in Lackawanna County. He owned the popular restaurant Gigirelli's, a pizza shop known for its success and establishment in 1961. To this day, Robert Barron has not been found or seen anywhere since that night of January 25th, 2017. Robert Barron was known as a humble, great person who was also great at business. He was known to take care of his family, being married in 1984 to his wife, Maria Barron. He had cared for his children, Bobby, Nicole, and Brittany. He was reliable, and his children said that he would be the dad you would choose to have if you could. A lot of people reference him as personable, warm, and friendly, and would try to help out people. Robert was the middle child to two other siblings, and his father was the owner that took over Gigarelli's before Robert did. So Robert spent a lot of time in the restaurant working there with his father and his sibling, Mark, growing up. 
And then he got married to Maria Barron when they were young, had children when they were young, and his children started working in the restaurant eventually as they grew up. So this restaurant spanned multiple generations and the community was familiar with this restaurant. Their children had spent time in the restaurant. They, as children, spent time in the restaurant. So this restaurant and Robert and his family was known in the community. Let's talk a little bit about the night that Robert disappeared, which was in January of 2017. As I mentioned, Robert dropped off his son, Bobby, to Bobby's apartment. Bobby lived a few blocks away from Gigerelli's, but Robert, as I said, wanted to take care of his kids. He wanted to help out his son. His son was going through some things in life, specifically drugs. Robert just wanted to make sure Bobby got home that night, as he did every other night. It's reported that Bobby was going to help Robert in the morning with opening Gigerelli's. Robert usually would get a dough delivery at 7 o'clock in the morning, and so sometimes he would stay in the apartment above Gigerelli's to prepare. Bobby would be there in the morning to help Robert spread the dough for the pizzas and get the day going in Gigerelli's. Just business usual, really. However, as the morning came, Bobby noticed his dad wasn't there to pick him up, which was the plan. Robert would pick up Bobby, they would go to Digirelli's and start the day. Robert did not show up. It's reported that Bobby thought this was strange. However, it wasn't enough for him to contact the police yet. So he actually walked to Gigerelli's that morning and when he got to the restaurant he noticed that everything looked secure so the restaurant door wasn't busted the windows weren't busted it looked like it had been closed but the dough was still outside the restaurant so the delivery came and Robert wasn't there to pick it up Bobby took note of this and went into the restaurant he noticed that there was a blanket misplaced and he thought that was weird so he gave his mother Maria a call and said that Robert wasn't there to start opening Gigerelli's. This is when the storm essentially began. Maria got up right in the morning. This was about after 9 a.m. Robert had a ill mother who he was needing to take care of. He would spend some of his days with his mother making sure that she was okay and so Maria thought well maybe Robert is with his mom because where else really could he be? Well baby you know my mother-in-law was sick at the time she was bedridden so um, I thought well maybe he's with his mother. So she got in her car went down to Robert's mother's house and noted that Robert's car was not there. And when she got inside, Robert's mother had not heard or seen from Robert at all that day. Robert and Maria were also flipping houses as another way of income. And so Maria tried to get any information regarding their lots and if Robert had visited them that morning. However, there was no luck there as well. 
Maria had contacted the realtor that Robert was very close with at the time for his house flipping, and the realtor did not have any news from Robert. Meanwhile, Bobby is trying his best to keep everything together. He starts trying to open Gigerelli's, get the dough going, even though by now the dough is dried out and no good. So there was a sense of panic starting in the Baron family. Bobby didn't know what to do, and Maria had to contact her two other daughters, Nicole and Brittany. When the two daughters found out that their father had disappeared and was just gone, they did not handle it very well. It was a shock to them, and they were scared of what that even meant for their dad, because Robert had never just left. He kind of told me what was found in the restaurant. I don't, I'm just like screaming. I fell to the floor. I'm at the gym. I'm in public. I'm literally just screaming on the floor. Had my, my friend drove to the gym. I had to make her take me home. I called my mom. She's, you know, trying to stay as calm as she can for me. She doesn't know what's going on either. Now they're telling me everything they know. So I just immediately put some stuff together and got in my car and I made my mom stand the phone. Well, first I was trying to call my dad and he's not picking up. So I'm calling my mom. I'm calling my mom. I literally, I walked outside of my office. I'm sitting on the floor. Not full on sitting, but like I'm squatting down on the floor on the phone, like bawling my eyes out. I, I could remember somebody from another office offering me some water. I called Brittany. My sister Brittany started screaming. She's like, Nicole, I don't know what's going on. To add to this shocking stress, the daughters weren't even in Pennsylvania during this time. They had been living their life in different states in the U.S. Nicole was in Queens, New York at her job and Brittany was at grad school in Philadelphia. They both essentially had to scramble and find a way back home that day. I have to commend Maria's strength for her husband and herself in this moment. Maria was contacting hospitals. She was contacting so many different people to find out information about her husband as soon as she could and she had also noticed that Robert's phone was left in the restaurant. I find this really so frustrating but Robert never had a passcode until a week before his disappearance so unfortunately the phone wasn't able to be unlocked by Maria or Bobby or their daughters because no one knew what the code was. This was so fresh that unfortunately the timing was just terrible. The phone was found on the dishwasher, which is pretty strange in itself. This is around the point that Maria had actually contacted the police in order to file a missing persons report of Robert. Again, how smart and just how strong of this woman to get down to the work. So the police chief ended up coming to Gigerelli's along with other police as well, and they started to investigate the area. Maria, Bobby, and Robert's brother Mark were there but soon were told to leave due to some unfortunate findings in the restaurant. 
I actually was able to find the police incident report or warrant control. Honestly, I'm not really sure what this report's title is. It looks like it was taken a picture of and then leaked. So it is regarding Robert Barron's disappearance that day. And it looks like it was completed by David Kemple of the Old Forge Police Department. The date of search shown on the form shows January 26th of 2017, which is the day Robert was reported missing. The time of search shows 8.10pm, which is interesting. I was under the influence that this was done in the morning or early afternoon, but that's what's on the form. There are a total of 21 items listed on this warrant or search. So let me just tell you what I found from this report as interesting or noteworthy. First of all, there are many swabs from different parts of the restaurant. There are swabs in buckets, in photo markers, um, at the bar. There is pieces of broken glass from the bar, from the sink, and unfortunately, there is also a tooth that was found in the sink. There's hair from the floor, a cigarette butt from the utility sink, and swabs from degreasers um, and cans and bottles. It looks like there was a mop bucket as well. So it, it seems like there was some sort of cleaning that took place before they did the search. And by that, I don't mean the search did the cleaning because they did not do the cleaning. There was a cleaning already done by the time that they got there. And I also want to mention that the Afghan that was mentioned earlier, that is listed as Afghan with blood. It looks like to me that there was some sort of violence that ensued that day. I also want to mention that there is an item that is really hard to read on there, but it's from the upstairs apartment and it says, I think black case, which may be important for later, but that's a little confusing. So just keep that in mind. I also want to mention that it was confirmed that the authorities there that day did use luminol and found evidence that blood was attempted to have been cleaned up by the household cleaners left at the scene. To make it stranger, Robert Barron's car was missing. I wasn't able to determine what happened on the Friday and Saturday after Robert's disappearance. However, on January 29th, Robert Barron's car was found. I wouldn't say it was found close necessarily to Gigerelli's. However, it was less than a mile away on Howard Street and it was not in normal shape. The car was found to have a lot of excess mud on the tires and under the car and it had a significant amount of blood. It was on the inside of the car and found on the outside where they were able to gather fingerprints. I've heard mixed things about the car and people interacting with the car before it was reported as Robert Barron's. There is alleged witnesses that saw 
more than one individual interacting with the car, moving it, coming in and out of it, but there was no one able to name who they were, not publicly at least. Interestingly, after they were able to locate Robert Barron's car and determine that it was his and do the search of it, that day, January 29th, fire and police crews searched the area of Coxton Road in Duryea, which I haven't been able to find out why, but something tells me they have some sort of information about that area. The following day, January 30th, almost 100 volunteers were able to come to the town and gathered at Race Market to search for Robert Barron or for anything they could find to help the family. Now, there has been some theories on who may have wanted to hurt Robert and why. It turns out that Robert had recently owed a contractor more than $94,000. This company is called Fuller's Construction LLC that has actually filed a lawsuit with the Lackawanna County Court to recover the money that they were owed by Robert. However, they have not been able to attain the money because, well, Robert's missing. Duh. It looks like Robert was actually paying the company before his disappearance and that he had paid $60,000 for supplies, labor, um, and agreed to pay the rest in full. However, once Robert had disappeared, that payment stopped and they haven't been able to get any payments since. So the obvious theory that comes out is someone who wanted Robert's money. I don't think it really makes sense for it to be related to this specific company. Generally speaking, Robert Barron seemed to have a lot of money on him to do these house flippings and his own, you know, business and restaurant. So it goes into who knew that Robert had money. However, this is where I have more questions because when the police had searched Robert's apartment, I didn't see anything on if money was stolen or if anything of value was stolen. I haven't been able to find any statement that says that was the case, so maybe nothing was reported as stolen. I've also heard of some sort of mafia um, in the Old Forge area. People are thinking maybe the mafia had something to do with his disappearance. And then there are some people who are bringing up the drug industry in Old Forge, which in my opinion does make more sense. If you remember previously, I mentioned that Bobby Barron was involved in some things in life that were, you know, negative. He was in the drug life and he's actually pretty open about it. Well, it turns out Bobby did have a story from that night that his father disappeared and Bobby was in a semi-dramatic drug deal that night that was a little bit out of the way of Gigarelli's. Bobby was needing some drugs, so he had some associates and some friends that apparently were familiar with Gigarelli's. They had spent some time at Gigarelli's. It turns out that Bobby had called one of them and asked for some drugs. Bobby was outside of Gigarelli's. He was a little further out of the way and he had the cash. He was ready, but it turns out 
his friends or associates or drug dealers had juked him and they just took his cash and took off, leaving Bobby empty-handed. He lived back that way, and I had known that. So he takes me back there, proceeds to tell me to give him the $50, so I hand it to him, tells me he has to go out in front and do this, and grab this from the person. So he does so, and of course, within seconds, I hear the car door close, car pulls away. And I instantly realized what's going on that I've, you know, I've been had there, which I, of course, obviously I had known about that in my mind going in, but I still wanted something so bad that I was still willing to try it. Bobby was pretty pissed and it seems like there was some texting between him and the drug dealer. It was during this story that Bobby mentions he had been stealing money from his father and from the restaurant and he says it was um, a lot of money we're talking like a hundred thousand dollars yeah i got the money i think i had gone back to the restaurant to do a couple more things i, I kept it on me then i brought it with me i believe that evening with me hundred and eleven thousand dollars in cash on my person in a in a ball it was all hundreds and fifties, basically, and some twenties. That's why you're, I was able to keep it in my winter coat in two separate piles. Which is really surprising. I've heard that Digirelli's is a cash-only business, but, I mean, $100,000, that's either you doing it for a long time or there's a lot of money passing through. It's just strange. It just seems very strange. Generally speaking, uh, I find it a kind of odd story kind of an out-of-place story, but that's just an opinion. And a story like that kind of makes you think, how many people knew that there was that much cash uh, allegedly going through Gigarelli's? I mean, that's a lot of cash. That's enticing cash. That's let's take the money cash. But again, I haven't heard any sort of story that anything was stolen. And so... There is another theory that somehow Bobby was involved with his drug dealer friends or acquaintances that were generally involved in drugs that had to do with spending time at Gigarelli's. Um, there's a lot of people that think that Bobby's reputation is really not that great. But again, there really isn't a lot of evidence. Interestingly enough, the Baron family seems to feel they have confidence in who they think were involved, uh, multiple individuals or one individual, and I have not been able to find any names. I have really no idea who these people are. I It seems to be common knowledge if you are a local in Old Forge, which I do not have access to, so I have no luck in telling you any idea about that person's or their background, um, but I will mention that there had been some deception going on with Robert Barron's own mother who needed help to take care of her and when Robert wasn't around to help her they had a caretaker and the caretaker's name is Sharon Grisenda of Music. Yeah and it turns out she was stealing money from Robert's mother Helen Barron which amounts to apparently $36,000 she's needing to pay back. It's apparent that the investigators on Robert Barron's case do not find this instance correlated to his disappearance. However, they were able to discover it upon their investigations, which... interesting. 
That's the only name I was able to gather that had some ill will on the Baron family. That's it. However, this is not all that I have for you. There have been some advancements made and some pretty important ones. It was in 2019 when the Baron family was made known of camera footage from nearby businesses that showed two men walking at midnight the night Robert Baron disappeared. It appears one of the men is walking away with a suitcase. When I saw the video, I... I thought, uh, justice is very close to us. There are two men outside the night of the tragedy, one in a t-shirt and shorts, which tells me that, you know, he ripped off his warm clothes to, and got rid of them to take the evidence away. And then the other suspect is wheeling a suitcase down the main street. In the dead of the winter, on the night of the tragedy, the, the suitcase is not clear at all in the video, but I'm hoping that another business may have a video that's more clear. Whether they were involved or not, it raises suspicion. So they're definitely, definitely worth looking at and investigating. It's just nonstop torture to our family, and, you know, we... We're just in dire need of answers. We're in dire need of answers, and we're hoping that someone will come forward. You just heard Nicole Barron, which is one of Robert's daughters. This is really big news. The public has not been made aware of this video until 2021, so it's been a couple years and they still haven't announced who these people were in the video. However, I have seen that the Barron family were told who they were. This video is public if you want to watch it yourself. When I was reading the list of the search that was done at Robert's restaurant, I saw this light writing of something that was found in the upstairs apartment, and I swear it said black case, but it cannot be confirmed. It's interesting that there is so much talk about this black suitcase that was never found, and now it's caught on video of someone walking down the street with a black suitcase in the middle of the night. Also, 16 months later, after Robert disappeared, the Lackawanna investigators did another search, and they went back to Old Forge and were taking photos. They also went to an area where Bobby used to live and were taking pictures as well. They spray-painted a tea on a water main and went around some of the surrounding streets. I also heard that the investigators did go to Coxton Road again and overlooked the field that they had done searches on January 29th, 2017. I wasn't able to confirm, but that would be really interesting if it's true, because that would be the second time they went back there. This is a case that seems to have quite a bit of information and quite a bit more questions. Unfortunately, the story ends that Robert Barron has still not been found and no one has been charged for any ill will towards him as they were able to find his blood and tooth left in his restaurant the night he disappeared. If you have any information regarding the disappearance of Robert Barron, 
please contact Lagawana's district attorney at 570-963-6717. Thank you for listening to this episode on Robert Barron. I encourage you to share this podcast episode with someone you think would find it interesting. Also, please don't forget to follow this podcast. I plan to be here a little while longer. I would really appreciate it if you left a review on your thoughts on this episode and theories. Thanks, guys. I'm your host, Anonymous. Anonymous.